Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to All Music Radio Washington, D.C. Your host, Mike Fortune, coming to you live from the nation's capital. All Music Radio podcasting, brought to you by All Music Radio. Today's podcast, Police Use of Force series, Shoot, Don't Shoot. Now, we have some interesting comparison and contrast to two situations that happened in Washington, D.C. One involving a, a white male who indicated to police that he, he had a, a, an explosive device and the officer also seen what he thought to be some sort of detonator. In that case, I would think that a bomb is much more uh, uh, detrimental than a handgun. In the second case, we have a black male sleeping in a running car with a gun in his waistband. Now, you tell me which one can do more damage? A bomb or a potential bomb or somebody with a gun in the waistband, but the hand's not on it. He was sleeping he was sleeping in a car that was running that which caught the attention of police. But the outcomes Two different outcomes. You got to wonder how race plays a role in everything that happens in America. From All Music Radio, Washington, D.C., we're going to go ahead and bring that to you right now. Red investigation on Capitol Hill. Authorities say a suspect has surrendered without incident and is now in police custody. The Supreme Court, the Library of Congress, and the Cannon House office building were all evacuated while police investigated and negotiated with that suspect. Our Kenneth Moten is there on the scene with more. Kenneth, what can you tell us about the suspect and what was in that truck? Diane, just an incredible scene here on Capitol Hill. A five-hour standoff has ended with a suspect identified as Ray Roseberry in custody. The Capitol Police Chief just gave us that update moments ago, but you see here at the Capitol, things are starting to calm down a little bit. We still have a lot of police on this scene, but they're starting to open up the roadways here around the Capitol after that large perimeter was set up during this five-hour standoff. Again, let me give you the rundown. Uh, This suspect, again, by the last name of Roseberry from North Carolina, apparently, according to investigators, he popped the curve. He was on the sidewalk uh, near the Library of Congress, near the Supreme Court. Uh, Apparently, a 911 call was made and investigators got some information that this suspect potentially had a bomb, that he possibly had a detonator in his hand. He was in a very large pickup truck, apparently with tenant windows they couldn't see inside the vehicle. So for the past five hours or so, they tried to make contact. And once they got a cell phone to him, they were able to communicate with him. And you went through hours of negotiations here on Capitol Hill as this scene, this perimeter that was so large around the area really brought some fear into to the people who saw it. And as we saw it here, we know that when it comes to the Capitol, any potential threat is a big one and it's taken seriously. And so even though investigators didn't know exactly what they had here, they worked through it and they tried to find out as much information about the suspect, especially when they learned of a live stream, apparently by the suspect while he was
individuals in the vehicle. We were able to monitor some of that live stream and see some of the ramblings that he was saying throughout his time inside that vehicle on Capitol Hill. And what we know is that investigators use that information from that live stream to try to gain as much information as possible about any potential threat to see if he actually had any active explosives, any bombs inside that vehicle. Did he, at this point, what we understand from the police chief is that after he surrendered, he got out of the vehicle, he surrendered. They are still checking that vehicle as we speak. But at this point, they've started to open up roads around the uh, Capitol Hill complex. But that area where the car is, right there in front of uh, the Library of Congress and the Supreme Court is still blocked off at this point. All right. Thanks, Kenneth. Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas is here in Washington. Pierre, a tense few hours as Kenneth was just describing for us. How did this investigation unfold? Well, Terry, today was a case study in the world in which we live. You had a situation where a man shows up unannounced, you know, in a black large truck claiming that he has a bomb. Uh, the key moment, uh, according to my sources, was they were able to look at this feed uh, that he had put forth in which he talked about you know, having an issue uh, potentially with the president. Uh, he rambled. Uh, they were able to get a look at what appeared to be a canister. He talked about what was in the canister. And at that point, they simply didn't know uh, what they had. Now, the interesting thing is that uh, he kept saying, apparently, according to my source and, and the video that the source confirmed to me, that he didn't want to hurt anybody. But at the same time, it was a situation where he had all these materials. So uh, it was a situation where classic Washington style, they cannot afford to take anything not seriously. So interesting. here you go. He has a device, potentially he can detonate, and he don't want to hurt nobody. How do you not hurt somebody with a bomb is, is the question. All right, we're going to continue. Here we go. Because of that, they went through this process. They exercised a lot of patience, uh, as one source said, that, look, we don't know if it's, it's a person simply trying to get attention. The police chief said during the press conference that he was a person that had some kind of personal issues going on in his life, uh, that there were issues that he was confronting. But clearly, everyone is breathing a sigh of relief that he crawled out of the vehicle turned himself in, now they have the difficult task of simply going through the vehicle and making sure that there's nothing dangerous uh, in the vehicle. But that process, I'm told, could take several hours. And I want to bring in former FBI agent and ABC News contributor Brad Garrett on, on that point. Brad, uh, as Pierre mentioned, the police insinuated that the suspect is going through some kind of a personal or family issue. They wouldn't expand on that uh, any more than that. They also talked about finding some concerning things in the truck, including a propane tank, but again, didn't go into further details. So where do you think this investigation goes from here? So the real key here, obviously, is what was his real intention? I mean, if you look where he parked this pickup truck, it's an odd place, even though it's near the Capitol, he picks a day that Congress is not even in session, and he's willing to stay there several hours, live stream. This strikes me as a guy that's angry, has some revenge issues, maybe has some delusion, it sounds like, in reference to the president or the current government, um, and he feels powerless. People do these things that end up not hurting anyone because they want attention. I mean, why in the world would you live stream this unless you wanted attention? So once he got that, and in addition, you've got hostage negotiators that eventually got a cell phone to him, 
and with this live stream information, had a conversation and probably lowered the temperature inside that truck as far as his, his anger and rage and eventually talked him out of it. So it's a fairly predictable, I guess, situation the way it ended if in fact his goal was ultimately not to hurt anybody. Mm. Uh, absolutely. Let, let's go down Pennsylvania Avenue to the White House now. Karen Travers covers the White House for us a couple of miles away from this scene that, as I said, was tense for several hours. We've heard uh, Kenneth and Pierre describe. So what was happening at the White House while all this was going down, Karen? Terry, the White House said that they were monitoring the situation up on Capitol Hill, but since it has been resolved, they have not given a statement or weighed in. It's a pretty quiet day here at the White House. The president spending his day behind closed doors, no public events. There's no briefing with the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki. Terry, though, the security situation outside of the White House did seem to step up a little bit. The park that's just north of the White House, Lafayette Park, that's been open to tourists now for several weeks. Right now, it is closed. Secret Service had blocked off the entrances to the west, east, and north of that park. And for now, only people with passes were able to get in. So certainly they were keeping an eye on what was going on up there out of an abundance of caution, uh, concerns that there would be something else happening down here on this end of Pennsylvania Avenue. All right, All Music Radio Podcasting, your host, Mike Fortunio. Once again, a dude with a bomb is bought as deadly as a, a dude with a gun. You know, but, you know, I find it very interesting that, you know, all of a sudden, well, he has mental problems or he has this problem. It's like you're making an excuse for that dumb, dumb ass mistake that he made. Why? Because he's white. If he was black, do you think he would be living right now? Well, we're going to give you an example of somebody that uh, didn't do no negotiating. The only negotiation he got was a bullet that killed him. He was shot 10 times in the district. We're going to run that next on All Music Radio Podcasting. This is the Shoot, Don't Shoot series. And basically, you got to wonder, depending on what you look like, may determine if they're going to shoot or not shoot. That's the way we see it. That's the way we calling it. And we ain't going to call it no more different than just that. It depends on who you are and what you look like on all music radio podcasting. Okay, we're going to be bringing uh, DC police fire at one man's vehicle. Uh, during deadly shooting Once again the vehicle was stopped With the engine running And the driver sleep I believe he must have had his foot on the brake I guess because the car wasn't moving Alright we're going to bring that to you right now On All Music Radio Podcasting Here we go officer involved shooting that occurred at the intersection of Florida and New York Avenues Northeast at 2.45 a.m. on Wednesday, August 25, 2021. Note to viewers, this video contains graphic content of a fatal involved officer shooting. The Metropolitan Police Department's model use of force policy and training emphasizes de-escalation, proportionality, and reasonableness. Above all, MPD recognizes the sanctity of human life and that any loss of life is a tragic outcome for a family and community. Since December 2016, all patrol officers are required to wear body-worn cameras. On Wednesday, August 25, 2021, at approximately 2.45 a.m., uniformed patrol officers from the 5th District were dispatched to the intersection of Florida Avenue 
and New York Avenue Northeast for the report of an unconscious person inside of a vehicle occupying a traffic lane. Upon arrival, officers observed an adult male unresponsive with his foot on the brake pedal of a running vehicle with a visible handgun in his waistband. Additional MPD members were called to the scene and a ballistic shield was deployed. MPD members attempted to engage the driver. The driver reacted and moved the vehicle forward. Members ordered him to stop the vehicle and he did. The driver then proceeded forward as an MPD member discharged his service weapon multiple times, striking the driver inside the vehicle. The vehicle then continued forward before coming to rest in the unit block of New York Avenue Northeast. MPD members removed the driver from the vehicle and began immediate life-saving efforts. DC Fire and Emergency Medical Services responded to the scene and transported the driver to a local area hospital where after all life-saving efforts failed, the driver was pronounced dead. The following clips within the community briefing begin as the ballistic shield arrives on the scene. The full body-worn camera clip will be available online. The firearm photographed below was recovered from the driver's waistband in the vehicle. Looks like a Glock uh, 9mm. The noise you hear is the officer running with the ballistic shield and he's got his body worn camera on. If they were so concerned, why, why didn't they pull up a couple of police cars around that vehicle? You got the ballistic shield oh, he's out. Waking up, he's waking up. No, but he's waking up though. Hey, bring me, hey, bring me some more light. Oh shit, he's waking up. Watch, watch, watch. Watch the hands. Hey, put the light on them. Hey, come closer, come closer now. Move up closer. Move up. Where's the gun there? Where's the gun there? Should we knock? Should we knock? Now you got a supervisor on the scene. I don't see hey, him supervising. Out of the way, man. These guys aren't the target. Now you gonna scare him. Hey, come closer this way. Be careful. It's not gonna look good. Hey, man, be careful. Watch. Hey, I can't see his hands. Hey, come closer. Put the light on his hand. 
knocked on the window. Already? Yeah, I see him. I mean, what's your tactical plan here? That's not a good one. Waking up. This incident is pending review by the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia. When the USAO completes their review, the case will be investigated by MPD's Internal Affairs Bureau. All actions that are determined to be unjustified will be referred for disciplinary action. Now, once again, you have a supervisor on the scene. Why didn't he supervise? Why didn't you put some uh, stop strips in front of the car? Why didn't you block the car and you had enough? If you had time to have that many officers around the car, why don't you have a car in front of it? What was the tactical plan other than standing around the damn thing? The guy with the ballistic shield, that's why you got the ballistic shield. If the guy starts shooting, who he's going to hit? The guy, the officer with the ballistic shield is the one who fired. D.C. police has a policy of not firing into a moving vehicle. Mm. Sound like we got some violation of policy. Sound like we have lack of management. You had a supervisor on the scene. Why didn't he come up with a tactical plan? You had enough officers there. The hell, the guy was asleep. You had time to do a whole lot of different things. I mean, you got vehicles there. Why is everybody standing around the car? Why isn't there something in front of Why are some stop sticks or something placed in front of the vehicle if you want to stop it? Why didn't somebody maybe try to put the vehicle in, into park before you may, took any uh, actions? Okay, knock on the window. That didn't seem like to be too much of a tactical plan to me. Shoot, don't shoot. One, white guy threatening with a bomb, not shot. Five hours of negotiation. Black guy sleep behind a car with the car running with a gun in his waistband. Knock on the window. He's startled. He pulls off and stops. Then he pulls off again and they shoot him. Well, and he was, you know, apparently he did have a warrant, a warrant for his arrest for assault. But when you're black, you don't stand a chance. When you're white, man, you can blow the whole goddamn capital up, but they will not shoot you. All music radio podcasting, shoot, don't shoot. That's the way we see it, and we sticking by it, baby. Look, you like to listen to our radio station, go to www.allmusicradio.org. Hit the listen button 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Look, get that vaccine, baby. Save you and somebody else. Be a hero and not a zero. That's the way we see it. Look, have a great day. This is Mike Fortune coming from All Music Radio Podcasting, brought to you by All Music Radio. Hey, have a great day. Love, peace, joy, and happiness from All Music Radio Podcasting. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.